You want to turn in your Bibles to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. While you're looking that up, I might just start with a word of prayer. Okay, Joshua chapter 1, but before we start reading, let's pray. Father, we give you thanks for time together. We thank you for uh, the encouragement that it is to us to have other believers uh, around us and to uh, spur us on and to encourage us. We give you thanks, Father, that we are able to meet together and remember your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Father, as we open your word, we pray that you would speak to us, that you would uh, show us from your word what it is that you would have us to do, what it is that you would have us to put into practice and how it is that you would have us to live uh, in uh, expectation uh, of your Son's return to take us home. Father, we know and we can see the turmoil that's in the world today and things are uh, seemingly out of control. But, Father, we uh, praise you and honour you and give you glory that you are still in control. You have all things in your control and you are able to fulfil the promises that you have made and the prophecies that have been made will be fulfilled. Uh, Father, and we give you thanks for that and we look forward to the day when we will be uh, free from this place, free from sin and from the suffering and, and all that's going on, uh, Father, and we uh, will be uh, in your presence for eternity. And we look forward to that day. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, Joshua chapter 1. Um, I sort of been, this month, been thinking about the start of a new year and the, the um, you know, not knowing what is to come. We sort of never know from day to day what we'll be facing, but um, we can receive some encouragement from Joshua. Um, in the, the first chapter, or um, you know, the, the, the children of Israel have been led by Moses through the wilderness. Moses has now died, um, and the, the children of Israel are facing a new experience, something that they hadn't experienced before, a new era, a new land, a new leader. Uh, and this afternoon, hopefully from chapter 1, we can learn a few things as to how to face uh, the things that we don't, uh, that we don't know, the, 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 the days that are coming that we're unsure of. Somebody has said that if Exodus is the story of God leading his people out of Egypt, then the story of Joshua is the, the story of God leading his people into the promised land. God is going to complete the work that he started, even though his people still don't, or some of them don't necessarily believe that he can. And sometimes we can be in that position, not convinced that God will uh, finish what he has started but uh, he is faithful and he, what he has promised he, um, promised to do he will do what he has said he will do we need to realize sometimes that uh, God is leading us out of situations and then other times he's leading us into situations he led the children of Israel out of Egypt but he led them into the promised land. Often we think that 
Our story, our life is about us. But in actual fact, it's the story of God working in us and through us and on us. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, For I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It says, he who. It doesn't say that because I have begun a good work in my life that Jesus will complete it. No. It says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Because he started it, he'll finish it. We wouldn't be able to finish it even if we could start it, which we couldn't do anyway. There's nothing good in us to begin a good work in the beginning. The good work in us begins with Jesus Christ. Now, the children of Israel were camped on the plains of Moab, on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Moses has died and Joshua has become their leader. What do we know about Joshua? Well, to start with, his name was changed from Heshia to Joshua by Moses. That's in Numbers chapter 13. He was from the tribe of Ephraim, again in Numbers 13. He was the personal servant of Moses. He fought in battle. That's in Exodus chapter 17. He spent time in the presence of God in Exodus 33 and verse 11. His desire was to be in God's presence. He was on Mount Sinai with Moses. That's in Exodus 32. He and Caleb were the only two out of the spies that went into the the land 38 years or thereabouts earlier. And he and Caleb were the only two who came back with a report that it would be possible with God's help to take the land. He had to wait 38 years for it to happen. And he was trained by Moses and now he is spoken to by the Lord himself. So we'll read chapter 1 of Joshua. And there's a phrase that's mentioned four times uh, in in this chapter. And the phrase is, be strong and courageous. And that's what I want to have a look at this afternoon. So let's just read chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan. against you or your commands and disobeys your words, whatever you command him, he, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. As we face a new year, as we go into the unknown, we as followers of Jesus Christ are going to have to be strong and courageous. There are things that will come our way, maybe not this year, but next year and the year after. Maybe this year, I don't know. There there will be things that come our way that we haven't had to deal with in the past. The world is against us. 
to be strong and courageous. Now that phrase occurs, like I said, four times in that passage. I'm going to connect the first two together, so we'll look at it in three separate groups throughout the, the passage. But it's mentioned elsewhere. And Elizabeth mentioned it this morning. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 5, or this afternoon she mentioned it. Deuteronomy chapter 31, um, it's the same, um, it's a record of the same account, of the same uh, period of time, just in a different chapter, in a different book. And it says there, and the Lord will give, give them over to you, and you shall not, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their, to their fathers to give them. And you shall put them in possession of it, and the Lord your God goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not be, do not fear nor be dismayed. In this passage and in these other passages, this phrase, be strong and courageous, is always linked with obedience. I think the phrase, be strong and courageous, means for us to trust in God. And we need to trust God and be obedient to Him. And we'll flesh that out a little bit this afternoon. In First Chronicles, that phrase is mentioned again, and it's David, King David, speaking to Solomon about building the temple. David wanted to build the temple of God, but he wasn't obedient. And, and God said, no, your son's going to build the temple. And this is what David says to Solomon. Then you will prosper if you are careful to observe the statutes and the rules the Lord God, the Lord commanded Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous, fear not, nor be dismayed. So David repeats that same phrase in the context of being obedient to God or obeying the commands of God. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 it says to us, or to the, it was written to the Corinthians, but the New Testament is specifically to the uh, believers after Jesus' death, of which we are a part of. So it's speaking to us as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 it says, Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Do everything in love. You say, well where's the command in that? Well, in John chapter 13 and verse 34, the command is given. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, it's telling us to, to stand firm in our faith, be courageous and be strong and do everything in love. And the command, the new commandment that is given to us is to love one another. So I want to look at trusting God and being obedient to God 
in these three references to the to the phrase be strong and courageous the first reference is in relation to the promises of god the second reference is relation in relation to us being prosperous and the third reference is in relation to us taking possession of what god has promised so in relation to the promise of god in verse 5 or the promises of god it says, well, verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous, for, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. God is telling Joshua to trust him. And then in verse 7, he's telling Joshua to obey him. He says, Only be strong and courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. And the promises that God has given to Joshua are in verses 3, 4 and 5. He says, uh, every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I will give you. So be strong and courageous. From the river to the sea shall be your territory. Be strong and courageous. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Be strong and courageous. Trust me. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. And you know what? We are given that, that same promise in Hebrews chapter 13. It says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. So for us, be strong and courageous. And that's also in the context of being obedient to God. Joshua was told to live a certain way because of the promises that God had made. He was told to live trusting God and obeying Him. What are some of the promises that God has made us in His Word? And how should those promises, or how should we live in the light of those promises? Should the promises that God has made change the way we live? Well, there's two promises, well, there's lots of promises, but two that I want to have a quick look at. John chapter 14, verse 2 it says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, is the promise, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And then in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, he says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The promise of Jesus' return, and that we will be with him for eternity, should indeed change the way we approach life. As should the promise of the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. These promises and the other promises given to us in Scripture should enable us to be strong and courageous in our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. 
need to trust God. If we knew what God was doing, and we knew why he was doing it, we wouldn't need to trust him. Because we would know. Amen. But we don't know. We don't know what God has for us tomorrow. We don't know what he has for us next week. But we need to trust him. We need to trust that he will fulfill the promises that he's made. And that changes the way we live our lives. Trusting God and obeying him. Now, the next mention of the phrase be strong and courageous is in verses 8 and 9 verse 9 and that's in relation to us being prosperous it says there Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this is this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth and you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now firstly, we need to really define what the word prosperous means and what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean being prosperous materially for our own gain and our own glory. Amen. As some you know, like to teach. And if it did, Paul wouldn't have written to Timothy in chapter 6 of 1 Timothy, he wouldn't have said these words if we were going to be materially prosperous and comfortable and healthy and wealthy and all those sorts of things. He wouldn't have written these words. But if you have food and clothing, with these you will be content. For those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into selfless, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from their faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. And the wandering away from faith there is they have stopped trusting in God. If our gain and our glory is what we think that we can demand from God, material prosperity, wealth, and being comfortable, Jesus wouldn't have said these words to Ananias in relation to Saul. In Acts chapter 9 he says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry the name before my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Material prosperity can become a substitute for the real goal of pursuing God and his righteousness. Amen. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If we're chasing material prosperity, if we are then seeking our own kingdom and not the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
prosperity and good success in relation or prosperity and good success is in relation to our obedience to the word of God prosperity in terms of bringing God glory and living a life that honors him trusting him and obeying him again in Hebrews chapter 13 it says keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have for he has said I will never leave you nor forsake you. The same promise that was given to Joshua is given to those who are learning to be content with what they have. We need to be strong and courageous in living a prosperous life. Not materially prosperous, but biblically prosperous. We need, to, we need courage and strength to live differently to the world and even to other Christians. No matter what the circumstances, we need to trust God and obey Him. Amen. Now, the first two references to that phrase mentioned in this passage here is spoken by God to Joshua. It's God that says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. But this last reference is spoken to him by other men. In verse 18, it's spoken to, to Joshua by the men of the two and a half tribes that are going to stay on the eastern side of Jordan. Joshua reminded them that they were to cross the Jordan River and fight alongside the other tribes to take possession of the land because that's what the arrangement that Moses had with them before he died. And they said that they would honour that, that they would obey what they were commanded to do. So it's in, a, in accordance with obedience again. And they say to him in, in verse 18, whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him, shall, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Now it wasn't God that was saying it this time, it was the men of these two and a half tribes. And sometimes, this is in relation to taking possession of the land that they were fighting for. Sometimes, in order for us to take possession of what God has promised us in his word, we need the help and encouragement of other believers, Amen. of other people. Yeah. Yeah. The same as these men did for Joshua. Now God had spoken to Joshua directly twice and given him the message to be strong and courageous. These men confirmed it for him. And sometimes we need encouragement from one another to take possession of the promises that God has given us. 38 years earlier, Joshua believed that God was able to, with God's help, they were able to take the promised land. But others stopped him. There were other spies that went into the land and they came back with a, with a bad report and they said, no, we can't do it. Joshua, Joshua and Caleb believed but were stopped by others. Here, Joshua is encouraged by others. 
to take possession of the land that God had promised. They're coming out of Egypt and crossing the desert and going into the promised land. Early on, they sent spies in and two of the spies came back and said, yep, we can, you know, with God's help we can do it. The other spies said, no, they're, they're too big, they're too strong. Even with God's help, we wouldn't be able to do it. So that meant that they wandered in the wilderness for years. And now, God has brought them back to take possession. And God has confirmed to Joshua that he should be strong and courageous and go forward in taking possession of what God has promised. God has made promises to us in his word and we need to take hold of them. We need to take possession of them. We need to trust him and trust that he will fulfill those promises. But we need each other to encourage us to do so. We need your encouragement. You need our encouragement. We all need each other's encouragement. The word of God says it, and we believe it. Sometimes we just need a little encouragement to take hold of it and to take possession of it. One of the promises that God has made to us in his word is eternal life. For those who have received salvation, those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, those who believe that he died on the cross for their sins and have had their sins forgiven, to them the promise is made of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 it says this, Fight the good fight of faith and take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. We need to take hold of God's promises. We need to possess them and, and claim them for our own. And sometimes we need encouragement in that. And I think the question we could all ask ourselves is can I be the one to encourage somebody else to take hold of those promises? Too often we want to be the ones who are encouraged and we forget about being, being an encouragement to others. Yeah, we expect God to use others to bring us encouragement, but we don't want him to use us to bring others encouragement. We're all one body. Amen. And we all need to be ready and willing for God to use us to be a help to somebody else. We all need to trust Him. And we all need to obey Him. If we want to be strong and courageous, we also need to be obedient to God's Word. Amen. May that be an encouragement for us in this new year, in the, in the era in which we know little about. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but as we sang earlier, we know the one who holds our future and life is worth the living because he lives. He died and we remembered his death this afternoon but he is alive and he will come back to take us to be with himself.
and we need to be an encouragement to one another to be strong and courageous, to stand up, to trust God and to obey Him. May that be an encouragement for us this afternoon. Father, we give you thanks for your word. We thank you for the, uh, the story of Joshua and the, the evidence to us of your faithfulness in keeping your promises. We give you thanks that there are promises for us in your word. And Father, we ask that you'd help us to take hold of those promises and for our lives to change because of them. That we might be obedient to your word, that we might be able to trust you. And that we might uh, be able to encourage one another to trust you and to obey you. Father, we ask that you would help us to, to spread the, the news of the kingdom to the world that is heading for a lost eternity. Father, we ask that there would be those who come to know you as their saviour. Those who are, are brought into a relationship with you, into the family of God. To love you, to serve you, to honour you, to trust you and to obey you. Father, we ask that you would help us uh, in uh, spreading the, the, the news of salvation, sharing the gospel with those that we have contact with. So, Father, we ask that you would encourage us and that we might be an encouragement to one another uh, as we go into this new week, this new year, and into the future, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, there are